Hey everyone, and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez, and what I'm going to talk about today, first topic of Swoop Radio, is Green Bay Packers coach Mike McCarthy. For those who do not know, after the game when the Packers lost to the Cardinals 20-17, to the Packers were at home, Mike McCarthy got fired literally moments after the game. And this is a guy that has been with the Green Bay Packers since 2006. This was his 12th season as the Green Bay Packers coach. In 204 games he's coached, he won 125 games, lost 77 times, and tied twice, posting a career win and loss percentage of 61%. In the playoffs, Mike McCarthy's record is 10-8, and posting a 55%. Uh, winning percentage in the playoffs, and he also won a Super Bowl in 2010. But after that Super Bowl run in 2010 where the Packers were the sixth seed, I I remember that run amazingly well because that was the year the Eagles had Michael Vick and we had Deshaun Jackson. That that year was the miracle of the Meadowlands Part 2 when the Eagles were down by like 20 points to the Giants going into the fourth quarter and we won the game. But I remember Aaron Rodgers throwing a late touchdown pass And then Michael Vick at the end rushed it and threw an interception in the end zone. But the Packers went on to win the Super Bowl that year in 2010. But after that Super Bowl run, they've had heartbreak after heartbreak. Their biggest heartbreak was when they went 15-1 in 2011, that following season after winning the Super Bowl and then losing to the New York Giants. Mike McCarthy will always be known as one of the best Green Bay Packers coaches of all time. Whenever you bring a championship to a city, Whatever coach you are, you're always going to be legendary. So, like, to put an example, like, obviously, Doug Peterson, a lot of people will give him or will bash him a lot in Philadelphia. But, hey, he's the only coach that brought us the Super Bowl. So, at the end of the day, we will always love Doug Peterson. But Mike McCarthy, again, had a lot of winning records. He, he had seven straight seasons in the playoffs, except last season, from 2009 to, from 2009 to 2016, the Green Bay Packers were in the playoffs. and that's, Again, that's seven straight seasons. And last year they went 7-9, and now this year they're 4-7-1, and one, and this is by far their worst season. But what does this mean? This means that the Green Bay Packers, they want to get a big-name coach. They want an offensive-minded coach that will work with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers and Mike McCarthy have had problems with each other recently, connecting with each other. So I think it was time to part ways. I disagree with this move. I think that the Packers should have let Mike McCarthy at least finish out this season. He has spent 12 seasons with the Green Bay Packers. He's meant a lot to your franchise. And the fact that <clears throat> you fired him midseason just, just shows no respect towards him. I think that he he deserved the right to finish out this season. It's not like the Packers were going to make the postseason anyway. I get it. They have Aaron Rodgers at a, as a quarterback. But one player is not going to win you a game. There's 10 other guys on the offensive side of the ball that need to be better and 11 guys on the other side of the ball on the defensive side that need to step up. Green Bay has a lot of holes as a team, and one guy, Aaron Rodgers, is not the solution. What do you guys think about the Mike McCarthy firing? Do you think it was fair for him? Do you think he should have finished out the season? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on, on the Anchor app, Spotify, Google Play, and on the Apple Podcast app. But this is Josh signing off. Swoop! Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. 
Earlier, I talked about how the Green Bay Packers fired Mike McCarthy after 12 seasons as the Green Bay Packers coach. But now I'm going to transition into baseball because obviously a big name signing, Patrick Corbin, agreed to a six-year deal worth $140 million to the Washington Nationals. And Patrick Corbin is a very solid pitcher. He had over 200 innings pitched this past year, had an ERA of 3.15. He had a great start to the season, but then he fell off towards the end. He is a good, solid pitcher. Is he worth six years, $140 million? That's That's a debate for another discussion because obviously in 2016, he had an ERA over five. And in 2017, he had an ERA over four. So last year was a finally a, a breakout year for Patrick Corbin. But the Nationals signed him to a six-year, $140 million contract, depending on his physical. But what does this mean for the Phillies? The Phillies were trying to get Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin had a lot of talks with the Phillies, but he signed with the Washington Nationals. And another trade that broke down, this broke down today, St. Louis. Yes, the St. Louis Cardinals, they always make moves and they always find a way to stay relevant. They traded for they traded the Diamondbacks for six-time All-Star Paul Goldschmidt. They traded three players and a 2019 draft pick for Paul Goldschmidt. The prospects are Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver, and also the Cardinals are going to send Andy Young and compensation in round B of the 2019 MLB draft. But Paul Goldschmidt obviously is one of the best baseball players in the game. He is an all-around beast. He bats about 290 to 300 every year, over 30 home runs. He's a four-time Silver Slug Award winner. He has averaged over 30 home runs in his past six seasons. So he, what, what this means for the Diamondbacks, getting rid of Corbin and getting rid of Paul Goldschmidt, they are in rebuild mode. It's time to start over for the, car, for the, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But the Cardinals, they needed that big bat, and they got that in Paul Goldschmidt. He is one of the most underrated players in the game because, again, he plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And to conclude this topic about baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies and Seattle Mariners have traded, have finally finalized the trade. This, For those who do not know my podcast, I have been talking about the Phillies and getting rid of Carlos Santana for the longest time. The only thing Carlos Santana does is walk. That is the only thing good he does. He stinks. His average is always terrible. His defense is very subpar. He is a he is a DH type of player. I didn't like that signing from the beginning when the Phillies signed Carlos Santana last year because that means that we had to put our best player, ha- uh, Rise Hoskins, in the outfield, and he has been one of the worst left fielders in baseball. Now we can move him back to first base. Segura is an is absolute beast on the defensive side of the ball. With shortstop, he has also signed for four years, $59.4 million left in his contract. So what this deal means is the Phillies are, I mean, Machado will always be an option, but now that we got Segura, we don't really need Machado right now. I think this deal is more for us to get Bryce Harper and put Bryce Harper at right field and move uh, and, and move someone else to left field. That's what I'm getting at from this deal. If the Phillies can get Bryce Harper, that would be amazing. But this trade includes the Mariners send uh, Juan Segura as well as Juan Naciso and James Pazzo to the Phillies for first baseman Carlos Santana and shortstop J.P. Crawford. J.P. Crawford, he's a good, solid, young player, but he needs he needs to prove more. I like this deal. 
get rid of Carlos Santana. Bye-bye, Carlos Santana. But what do you guys think about the deals and signings of the MLB so far? Feel free to comment and voice your opinion on the Anchor app of Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. You can also check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Google Play, and on the Apple Podcast app. Hope you guys have a great day. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop!